On this episode of Niners Notebook, we'll look at the dramatic turn the season has taken with the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo, what options the team is exploring, C.J. Beathard's return to the starting lineup, other injuries which are tearing through the roster, and how the team keeps the season from dropping off the cliff. Welcome back to the Niners Notebook Podcast. I'm Mike Lerseth, Assistant Sports Editor of the Chronicle and editor of our NFL coverage. Joining me again today is beat writer Eric Branch. How you doing, Eric? I'm probably doing better than the San Francisco 49ers. Right now. <laughs> well, let, let's, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, I, could there have been a more devastating turn to the season than the, uh, the torn ACL uh, suffered by Jimmy when he attempted to cut back in instead of going out of bounds on Sunday? No, unless the diagnosis was uh, you're not going to be able to play until 2020. Um, <laughs> I, I think this is, is probably about a, an outcome as you could have. I mean, it overshadowed, you know, a, a not insignificant injury to Richard Sherman, um, who has been, you know, easily the best player on, on a very suspect secondary. So, yes, it, it was on a number of different levels uh, a disaster. Uh, but obviously uh, Garoppolo's injury, for good reason, uh, you know, is hard to all the headlines. So as as you've been writing and, and will continue to write through the rest of the week, I'm sure uh, the, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but the cast of characters who have been uh, been brought in as a possible backup to help the 49ers out in this situation is um, not exactly inspiring. We've got Kellen Clemens, T.J. Yates, Tom Savage, E.J. Manuel, Landry Jones, Matt Sims, Kyle Allen, uh, to me, the most sobering news was that Matt Moore, who actually has a bit of a track record, I think he's got 15 wins in the NFL as a starter, has reportedly told the team, uh, no thanks. Uh, where do they stand right now in, in terms of signing what would be a third quarterback behind Bethard, C.J. Bethard, and Nick Mullins? And, and where do they go from here? Yes, well, it seems, I mean, uh, just to set the scene a, a little more, I mean, C.J. Beathard, um, you know, he was hailed last year for his toughness, and he showed it repeatedly uh, because in his five starts, he took 17 sacks and 52 hits. So if anything like that happens again, um, you know, you're looking at plan C. And right now, plan C for this week is Nick Mullins, an undrafted free agent who entered the NFL last year uh, from Southern Miss. He wears number four, so there are the Southern Miss and number four connection is uh, Brett Favre. Like, however, yeah. I'm not sure if we have another Brett Favre waiting <laughs> wings. Um, he's never taken a regular season snap, so um, I think a lot of people would say, "Well, you know, just in case Beathard is hurt, you know, don't you have to have a veteran?" And I, yes, I do think one of those seven guys that was in for a tryout Tuesday will eventually be signed. Um, obviously, they're uh, you know have to have some time to learn the playbook and and get up to speed. So Mullins might stay in the roster, at least for a time, uh, after they're assigned. As far as why didn't, why didn't they do it Tuesday, uh, you know, or why won't they do it this week, Shanahan uh, said they have just have so many other injury issues, they can't afford to keep three quarterbacks on the roster. Um, it just uh, the uh, uncertainty regarding a lot of players' availability for Sunday's game against the Chargers. Uh, just won't allow it. So uh, that's why, you know, if Beathard, you know, is forced to the sidelines, it's Nick Mullins' time Sunday. And wow. You mentioned sobering thoughts. That, or, that, yeah, that absolutely is, yeah. Right there. And I, I, I'm um, not sure to, how to feel about the the C.J. Beathard approach. Is, is it 
good for you. You you have another chance to show what you can do. Or, uh, my God, he's probably still having nightmares from what he went through last year. Are there any indications that that this year him as a starter will go any better than last year? I mean, he was pounded, as you said, and and he he got plaudits from his teammates and and congratulations. Where you know you're still standing. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, what was it? 17 sacks and 50 plus hits in five games only one of which they won. Is this going to be any different? Well, I, I think so. It just you know, stands to reason that he was a rookie last year. He was you know, inserted into a horrible situation with a winless team with not a lot of talent around him. Um, I think that the talent around him is a little better this year, um, and you know, he's, had, he's had that experience another year to learn the system. Um, all that being said, I didn't think he was terribly impressive in the preseason. He was playing with a, a foot sprain for part of that time. Um, you know, I asked Shanahan about that um, today, just the fact that, you know, stats-wise stats and, and just looking at him during the preseason, he didn't – not a guy who would say, well, he's logically taking the next step. Um, and Shanahan, well, you know, what do you expect him to say? Yeah, I agree with you. He, he had a horrible <laughs> summer, you know, but yeah. no, he, 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 he said, you know, certainly in practices, he, he thought he was, he was really good. And, you know, some the variety of things happened in games that I uh, thought, you know, didn't, didn't put him in the best situation. Now, I, I think some of that is coach speak. And I, and I think CJ Beathard is, in some ways, maybe who he is. I mean, he just doesn't have, the type of arm that's going to wire you, and there are guys in the NFL who have succeeded by just uh, you know without having a, a huge arm. Um, but I just think there is a limit and a, and a ceiling to what he can do. Um, and, and I think it's you know because you can look at other situations, you know, through recent NFL history, uh, you know, whereas you know it was Trent Green that got hurt you know, in the preseason for the Rams, and oh geez, their season's over. No, Kurt Warner, who's this guy? Um, you know, a lot of these, in cases like that, it was like, yeah, who is this guy? We've never seen him play. I think part of the, um, uh, you know, the reason people are so downcast is, you know, no disrespect, but they've seen C.G. Beathard play, and he just doesn't seem like a guy that's going to reel off seven straight wins. Um, he could be improved, um, and, and he could be pretty functional. Um, but, you know, I think this was a fringe playoff team uh, with Garoppolo, and you take him out, and, you know, it just doesn't seem like a playoff team at all. Has has Beathard spoken to the media yet this week? Yes, uh, he, he spoke today. Um, and, you know, he, he's, he's not, uh, uh, I guess, not, not a great quote as, as far as from a journalistic uh, perspective. Uh, he's pretty no-nonsense, um, and... Uh, you know, I do think he has, has a great deal of confidence and all all those type of intangibles you want in a quarterback. Um, you know, I think he believes he's going to reel off seven straight wins, um, and there's something to be said for that. Um, so uh, we shall see. I, I mean, I am curious to see what kind of development uh, he will show in uh, his second season. In your uh, in your story today, uh, it, it sounds like. Um, I don't know. I don't want to call it a cheerleader, but it sounds like um, Shanahan is getting some pretty good uh, uh, support from the guys in the room. That uh, you know, he he's told them it's okay to feel bummed about this. You know, you don't have to go with the uh, the next man up mantra, the macho thing about you know 
you know, shoulders back, chin up, and just march straight into the wall kind of thing. So it uh, uh, is there a, a, a relaxed feeling, a calm feeling? I, I won't say a sad feeling, but what was the mood of the locker room when you were talking to some of the players today? Well, yeah, Kyle, as you check the fullback, uh, just noted uh, you know, when Shanahan addressed the team Monday, uh, you know, he just kind of reflexively said, how you guys doing? And they kind of reflexively said, uh, good. And Shanahan kind of stopped it there and said, uh, you know, it's okay. It, you know, it's not you're feeling good. Right. Uh, and just kind of acknowledge, you know, we just lost our franchise quarterback for the season. We have 13 games left. It's okay. Uh, and, and just addressed it kind of head on. And Yusek said, you know, just that, that kind of in the machismo culture of the NFL, you just kind of robotically move on. You know, this did not happen. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jay Beathard is not a quarterback. No big deal. Um, and the fact that um, Shanahan acknowledged it and just said, hey, you know, maybe we need this day to still process it, but you know, we do have a game Sunday. Um, just that, uh, just kind of being real about it, uh, he said, well, you know, went a long way. Now, does that mean they're going to win any more games because of that? I, I don't know, but I, I think it does speak to, you know, Shanahan as a coach. You know, last year they went through 0-9, and, and, you know, looking back at it, you know, in December, you know, a lot of players credited Shanahan for, you know, kind of keeping them from completely unraveling uh, emotionally. So, um, you know, for whatever it's worth, I, I do think, you know, Shanahan can help as far as morale and, you know, the people skills that, you know, everyone questioned when he was hired. You know, he was this ex and savant, but, you know, could he deal with people? Um, I think he's proven that, that he's quite capable of that. So, um, you know, I think he's, he's a good head coach to have in this time. Um, but, again, the, the reality is um, I'm just not sure, you know, if this is a – uh, you know, eight and eighteen, let alone a playoff team uh, without Jimmy Garoppolo. Right now, looking at the at the schedule, and and this is terribly, terribly early, and, and perhaps uh, uh, maybe not logical on my part, but the, the fact of the matter is, in their next seven weeks before their bye, which is November eighteenth, they only play one team that right now has a winning record, and that's the Rams. You got the Chargers this week at one and two, the Packers, granted, one one and one, but then you got Oakland out there that's zero and three. Arizona's struggling. Uh, the Giants are struggling. Um, a chance to, to at least stay close and not uh, not to be uh, blown off the field even without uh, Garoppolo running things? Well, thank you for offering a little counter to my gloom and doom analysis here. <laughs> uh, yes, excellent. Um, well, I would I would offer that those one and two Chargers are 10-point uh, favorites <laughs> yes. for yeah. Sunday's game, which is a big number in the NFL. Um, it I do think, you know, the thought was going into this season, if they could withstand the early schedule, Mm -hmm. it does lighten up quite a bit. Um, However, you know, the Chargers is going to be tough. At Green Bay is going to be very tough. And then, you know, there were games when you had Garoppolo, you would say, well, that's probably a win. You know, Arizona, you know, Seattle is looking a little down. You know, I just don't think now – you can say, you know, with any degree of confidence, yeah, that that's probably a win for the 49ers. They're going to have to, they have to earn it, <laughs> earn everything, I think. Um, and again, it's not just that they've lost Garoppolo; um, it's everything else that's that's going on. The defense, you know, let's not forget. I mean, it's been barely mentioned, of course, just because of everything else going on. But uh, the Chiefs had uh, on their first five possessions. Uh, 
<laughs> five touchdowns. Right. And, you know, the, the missed tackling continued to be an issue. Um, and, and so they're defensively some serious issues. So this is not, you know, this was in no way a complete team with Garoppolo. And, um, it, it's certainly not now. And, and since you kind of, uh, hinted toward the, you know, the big shiny object obviously is Garoppolo, but his is also not the only injury. You've got Richard Sherman, uh, out for at least two to three weeks from what I understand, a calf strain, right? Not an Achilles, but a calf strain which given his history of leg injuries is never a good thing. Both of the guards, Person and Garnett, are apparently banged up again. I saw that Breida at the beginning of the week, Matt Breida, the running back who has had a pretty good start to his season, was officially listed as questionable. Uh, may change, obviously, as the game gets uh, gets closer. And so is uh, Jaquiski Tart. So th- there's more for Shanahan to worry about than his quarterback. I mean, how, how, are, the, uh, how are those injuries coming along at this point in, this, in the uh, week? No, I think Brita, he's a big deal. I mean, the Niners are going to have to lean heavily on, on what has been a very strong running game. Uh, Brita's tied for the NFL rushing lead, uh, and he's looked very good, and Alfred Morris has been a pretty decent compliment as well. So, um, you know, he, he actually was limited in practice today. He was injured uh, Sunday, and he finished the game and, and looked fine. Um, easy for me to say. I don't know, you know what he was going through. But, um, you know, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't play against the Chargers. Um, you know, it, but it's the secondary. Uh, you know, uh, Tart uh, did not practice uh, again today. Um, and, you know, at one point against the Chiefs, I mean, it was almost comical what they were trotting out there. Uh, you know, after they lost Sherman, they lost Adrian Colbert, who didn't practice today either. Um, so they really had no real true starters at their four spots in the secondary, except for Akella Witherspoon, who started the first two games before he was benched uh, right. in week three. Uh, so and that, that um, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, right. It, it just it speaks to that. You know, now without Sherman and with Colbert and Tart, uh, you know, their status being uh, up in the air. Uh, it could be another long day because you've got Philip Rivers. Um, you know, <laughs> we saw what Patrick Mahomes was able to do, and now you know we'll, we'll go to the old man who's still getting it done uh, instead of the wonder kid. So yeah, that, um, I, and, and that's you, you. You took the words right out of my mouth there. I mean, everybody knew about Mahomes and the record start that is continuing, and he had the what ten picks going into the game and threw two more, three more against the Niners, and and he, so he's he's getting all the star power now. But but Rivers is not now and has rarely been a slouch. He's got eight touchdowns in his three games and only one pick. And going against that, uh, fair to say, makeshift secondary, it could be another long day for him. Yeah, no question. I mean, I mean they got Keenan Allen, uh, Antonio Gates, who's got to be seventy-two years old. Uh, you know, still catching passes. <laughs> um, you know, so you know, they got Melvin Gordon in the backfield. They, they've got an explosive offense, maybe not to the level of, of what we saw in Kansas City, but certainly enough to do some damage. Um, uh, so yes, uh, you know, Shanahan was asked, "What is the biggest issue with the defense?" And you know, he didn't hesitate. Uh, he said, uh, "Tackling." You know, and was kind of like, yeah, yeah that's a, right. A rather found, uh, foundational aspect of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's been a problem, and that is a problem. So uh, they've got to uh, clean that up. But, it, but even, you know, with that, uh, you know, the injuries have made it uh, such that you just don't know how, um, you know, effective they can be. Right. 
And on that, uh, that sobering note, I think we'll bring uh, this episode of Niners and Notebook to a close. This show is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. I'd like to thank Eric Branch for his time, to Fernando Diaz for producing, and of course to all of you for listening. For more 49ers coverage, you can follow us on Twitter. That's at Eric underscore Branch and at Mike Seth. Check out all of our coverage at sfchronicle.com. Consider subscribing if you would. That'd be great. And uh, drop us a line if you uh, have comments or criticisms. We'll take them both. All right. Until next time, folks, take care. Bye-bye.